0: welcome to episode 22 of the beauty business podcast. This is the show for the health and beauty industry, particularly you independent business owners out there. I'm here to connect you to the people, the tools, the tips, and the advice to help get your health and beauty related business to where you want it to be. My name is Adam Chatterley. I'm your host, and I'm on a mission to help mobile therapists, nail technicians, home salons, and independent beauty salons, spas, and clinics to reach their business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information, ideas, and strategy. Now, I make it a point not only to tell you what to do, but as far as I can in a 40-minute podcast, how to get the best results as well. I firmly believe that if you've got the right business foundations in place, then running a beauty business can be fun and not fraught. So today we're talking about email, email marketing to be precise, and in particular, how email can help you to save huge amounts of time and help your business to grow. Now, this may not be quite as exciting a topic as having a YouTube channel or Facebook ads or using Instagram stories, but email is something that we all now have fairly easy access to and has become the de facto method of low priced mass communication, but it does come with its own challenges. So this week is going to be a two part episode, mainly due to timings. This episode and the next one are actually based on a presentation that I gave at a salon owners mastermind event a few weeks ago, which was hosted by Phil Jackson from build your salon. And it was really well received. So I decided to turn it into a podcast. Now, I think it definitely comes under the heading of we didn't know what we were missing out on, because you generally you don't know what's possible until someone tells you. And it was a topic that as I kind of got into it in the seminar, I gradually started to see people kind of sit up straighter and take a bit more notice because they didn't realize how powerful email could be because nobody had ever shown them before. Now, to help you out with this episode, I've created a download and I'm gonna encourage you more than usual to go and grab it because it contains some worksheets which will not only help to explain some of the things that I'm talking about, but there are a couple of worksheets in there that I will actually use in the episode to help you plan the perfect marketing email and help you to create an email marketing plan for your business. So to get those worksheets and the download information, go to www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 22. Right, we're short on time already, so let's dive right into today's content. Okay, so how can email marketing help my business to grow? Well, You guys know a bit about my background and what I've done in the past. And at no point have I ever claimed to be an email marketing specialist. It's something that I use in my business and it's something that I'm quite happy to advise clients on. But if I were to claim my kind of one key skill that even I believe that I'm good at, it's taking technical understanding of things, particularly things like software, and applying it to a kind of real world business situation and operational capacity. And I didn't really realize it until I'd put this presentation together, but email and all the things around it really do fall into this particular category. So I'm really going to run this podcast episode a little bit like the seminar that I actually took this information from. So it's going to be a little bit different because there's actually going to be some some sort of practical exercises built into this. Now, you can listen to the whole podcast all the way through and then come back to it and do the practical exercises. But I really do recommend that at some point you sit down and do them if it's something that you're interested in, because my aim for this seminar and for this podcast is to help you craft the perfect marketing email and understand what each element Does, but also to help you create an email marketing calendar for the coming year even if it's just a simple one but I'll show you how to get as complex as possible without making a lot of work for yourself. So the things that we are going to be covering today it isn't just going to be me talking well I suppose kind of on the podcast it is except for when you pause it to do the next bit which will be some practicals. Now I've created some downloads to go with the podcast as well Um, which you can get uh, from the show notes page which will be beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 22. Now in order to get through everything in a reasonable amount of time we're going to go quite quickly. I am going to try and explain everything I go but as always if there's any questions any comments or anything like that please do leave them in the comment section on the show notes page. Okay so let's get on to things. So first of all before we kind of get into the email side of things, it's important just to really kind of clarify what is marketing. Now, the kind of industry definition of marketing is the management process through which goods and services move from concept to customer. Now, if your eyes just glazed over a little bit there and you maybe even dropped off to sleep, come back again because this is actually something that's really important to understand. And essentially, marketing is based on thinking about your business in terms of your customer needs and their satisfaction. And that's really all marketing is. It's just getting information out there so people actually understand what you do so they can match their needs with what you offer and therefore gain satisfaction. Now, there's commonly seven P's that are associated with marketing that you'll probably have seen if you've ever picked up a a marketing textbook. And these are product, price, place, promotion, people, processes, and physical evidence. And what these basically mean is they they help to show that marketing isn't just advertising, which is what a lot of people tend to think that it is. It's it's not just that piece about um, putting out your offers and telling people what you do and things like that. It's actually knitted into every element of your business. So if we quickly just look at these, so first of all, product, that's the thing that you offer. So that is your um, your retail products and your services and your gift vouchers and basically anything that you sell. Price obviously is associated with those things as well because the price makes a difference to who your market is and what products you're selling and things like that. Place obviously where you offer those services and also where you get your message out to um, where people hear about you and all those kind of things as well. Now promotion that's kind of the one that everyone really associates with marketing the sort of advertising side of things. People That's both the people that make up your business, so yourself, any staff that you have, any ancillary staff as well, so maybe like your accountant um, or your marketing people or if you have a social media company or anything like that, processes. This is the process by which you deliver your treatments, deliver your products, um, get your message out there, you contact people, you know, even everything down to if you've got online bookings every way that people can actually interact with your business. And finally, physical evidence. Obviously, this is um, the actual evidence of you doing business, the customer satisfaction, all these kind of things. So what I wanted to just demonstrate there is that marketing kind of surrounds and, and envelops all the things about your business. So it really is key to everything that you do. And at this stage, I've got a bit of a question for you. I just wanted to ask you, currently, do you send out emails for your salon or for your beauty business. Now, if you do, what kind of emails are they? Would you say that they are email marketing emails? And if so, what emails are they? And if not, why are you not sending them? And I'd also ask you to just think about what level of priority do you put email marketing in when you compare it to things like your Facebook page, and any other social media activity you do, and maybe your um, text messages that you send out, and then physical methods of communication like flyers and things like that. Now, why am I going on about email so much? Well, email is important because a lot of people believe that email is actually the biggest asset within your business. And the reason people say that is based on the fact that it's it's essentially it's your means of communicating with your clients and therefore it's as much as possible it is your clients. Now, an example I've heard before is basically someone could, you know, aliens could come down overnight, they could magically make your salon or your beauty business disappear, all your equipment, everything and if you had a strong email list of all your client contact details You can easily replace the equipment, well I say easily, you can replace your equipment, you can replace your premises and all those kind of things and you can do that relatively quickly and all you need to then do is use your email list to tell people um, where you've reset up and what's going on and you can start your business back up again. If you lost your business and you didn't have an email address and you were forced to move premises, getting that information out to everyone would be really, really difficult. So email is a really powerful means of communication in your business. Another good reason about email is you're in control of it. Now, one of the big criticisms of things like social media and Facebook and how you communicate with people there is that the companies that own these websites are constantly making changes, hopefully for the better. But it does affect how you communicate with people. There was a big change to Facebook, for example, on the business pages about 18 months or two years ago that meant that you could no longer communicate with all of your followers of your business page. If you put a post on your business page, Facebook would only share it with a very small percentage of the people who were following your page. So immediately, you could no longer communicate with your entire client base easily through that particular social media channel. And those changes could happen more. Whereas with email, you decide who you contact. Now, the other thing as well, it's cheap. It's fairly inexpensive. I'm not going to say it's free. A lot of people do say it's free, but it's not quite as free as you think, because in order to do email properly, you do need some specialist software, not complicated software, but some specialist software to send out emails in bulk like you need to, and also to help you navigate past things like spam filters and things like that. Now, we'll be talking about that in a minute it's accessible. You know, everybody these days has an email address. Social media is huge. Yes, definitely. And most people have a Facebook page and quite a lot of people have a Twitter page and Instagram is growing and all these kind of things. But I think it's safe to say that no social media channel is quite as big as email. It's kind of become the de facto method of communication nowadays. So everyone has access to it pretty much and it's easily targeted as well. You can store some very basic information about your clients, and then you can send different emails out to different groupings of your client and make those emails even more targeted. Now, this is something that I'm gonna be talking about again in a minute. Uh, It's called segmentation, and we'll get to that in a second. Now, another thing is it's, it's seriously powerful. You can include pretty much anything in an email. Again, you are limited with what you can include in things on, say, social media. But in an email, think about it, you can obviously, text is obviously the main thing, but you can put clickable links in there. So you can link to pages and articles and things like that. You can embed videos into email. You can use images in email. Um, you can do all kinds of things with email that you might not necessarily be able to do with other communication channels. Um, you can do it from anywhere. You can be overseas, you can be travelling, you can be stuck on a train and as long as you've got some sort of access to Wi-Fi, which pretty much everywhere has these days and you've got a computer or a phone on you, you can log into your email system and you can actually work on it and even send out emails from wherever you are. You don't have to be in your business and it doesn't have to happen when your business is open. So it's something you can do even on an evening or on a weekend. It's easily trackable as well. So you can actually see from your email software, you can see who's opening your emails. You can see how successful they are in terms of open rates and in terms of read rates. And These are all terms I'm going to explain to you in a minute, but it's easy for you to see who is and who isn't opening your emails. And also finally, it's searchable and it's historical. Now, another criticism, I know I'm comparing kind of emails a lot to social media, but because they're both digital means of communication, it kind of makes sense. Now, emails, they are searchable. You know, once on on certain social media channels, once someone's read something, it kind of disappears and you can't find it again. Whereas on email, as long as you don't completely delete the email, um, you can actually search back and find information and things like that. So even if you send an email today and it's not necessarily relevant to what someone is looking at or looking for today, as long as they kind of glance over that email and remember that it was sent, they can go back and find that again in the future. And then that email becomes more useful over time. And finally, believe it or not, no one else is really using email. It's really surprising. Only 7% of small businesses, including salons and independent spas, are actually using email strategically as a marketing strategy. So it's very easy to dismiss and think, oh, well, everyone's doing that. I'm going to move on and use social media or something else. But no one is properly using, or very, very, very few people are properly using email, which is why as I started creating this podcast and this seminar, I found it was a much more valuable training subject than even I thought in the first place. So based on those comparisons with social media, I do often get asked, is email still relevant with all of today's social media channels? Well, as I've already said, social media platforms do make changes. And sometimes those changes can affect how easily you can communicate with your followers. So you don't really have control. Now, I'm not saying they do that on purpose to make your life more difficult, but in in the case of the big Facebook change that happened, I mean, they did it with a very good reason. They didn't want people just to use their... um, Business pages just to advertise and advertise and advertise. They don't want Facebook to become just a big advertising platform. Um, but what it did also mean is it meant that they could allow you to increase your reach by spending some money using advertising. So it was it was kind of a good thing to protect the users, but it did also mean that they were going to increase their revenue through it as well. And at the end of the day, all social media platforms are businesses. You know, Their job is to make money as well. So they're going to do things like that again in the future and another thing is social media platforms have come and maybe not gone but certainly gone quiet you know snapchat was a huge thing a year or so ago and now not many people are talking about it today kind of instagram and instagram stories are kind of the flavor of the month at the moment but they do kind of ebb and flow to the social media channels facebook is yes kind of the constant one but email has been around for years and it's not going anywhere so If you're going to focus on a platform, email is a really stable one to use. And if you needed any more confidence and clarification that email is a platform you need to focus on, think about when Facebook wants you to know about something. It sends you an email. So even though Facebook make this big deal about having so many billion users on their platform and how active everyone is and things like that, when they want to get the message out to people and make sure everyone sees it, they send out emails. So if Facebook still uses email, I think we can pretty confidently say that email is a platform we need to make sure we're focusing on. Now, got a few stats for you here uh, because, you know me, I like a few stats. So over the past five years, email has been the third most influential source of purchasing decisions following a personal recommendation from a friend or a family member or a recommendation from an influencer in that industry, i.e. someone who's got a um, a celebrity and got a reputation and things like that. So if email is the third most influential thing after friends and family and industry celebrities, then again, it's a powerful medium and you should be taking advantage of it. Another stat is that 73% of millennials state that email is actually their preferred Method of communication, and that's over SMS, over WhatsApp, over all of the social media channels, even over phoning people. So that's how people prefer now to be communicated with. So, what can email do for your business? Well, first of all, it can help create and strengthen your brand and your personality. Through email, if you share things that are directly useful to your clients or interesting to your clients, and linked with your brand. That is going to help strengthen what people see about your business. It can also help you get new clients. You can use email as long as you're collecting email addresses in some way. And again, I'm going to talk to you about that in a second. It can actually help bring people into your business that haven't been before. So it can help you get new clients. Um, It can direct your existing clients to do something. So if you've already got the names and email addresses of your clients, you can send them email addresses if you want them to do something, be that to check out a promotion you've got, to learn about a new procedure that you're doing, to learn about a new product range you're taking on, to maybe sponsor you or get involved in a charity event you're doing, or to buy tickets to an event you're putting on, or anything like that. Now, another big thing that email can do and is regularly used for is to help you retain clients. Now, 68% of all clients leave a business because they feel that that business has become indifferent to them, i.e. they don't really matter. But 92% of clients say that a personalized email makes them feel that a business understands and values them. So if you think about the number of people who leave your business, almost 70% of them have left because they feel you no longer value them. It's not necessarily because they've had poor service Or they're unhappy. It's just they don't feel valued anymore and they feel that they might be valued better somewhere else. But if simply sending out an email that's directed at them, and I don't mean it's personalized in terms of you have to send one email to every single person, but an email that includes something that they might be interested in and their name, that immediately makes people feel valued. So you could save a huge amount of the number of clients that you lose through using email. Now, another thing is obviously you can circulate promotions, which will help you increase revenue in your business. And another thing email can do is it can help to bring back lapsed clients. A big thing that I use with my um, coaching clients is I have them send out emails to people who have left um, the business or haven't been in for a while just to kind of see why they haven't been back in again. It's, It's an interesting thing. Not everyone's gonna respond to it, but some people will come back and say, oh, actually, well, the reason I left was X. Um, Thank you very much for for getting in touch. And that gives you an opportunity to get back to them and go, I'm really sorry about that. Could I get you to come back in again? Could we see if we can fix that problem? And, you know, these are clients that have already been to you. They already know what you do. So it's much easier to get them back than to go out and get a brand new client. So email, really powerful for doing that. So hopefully based on that information that I've just given you, I've kind of got you a bit on board. I've piqued your interest and you want to know a bit more. Now it's not all rosy with emails. There are a couple of challenges. And the first one is that nowadays we get so many emails. A stat that I read recently said that the average person now receives over 100 emails a day. Now I know that's definitely true for me. I didn't realize it was quite so bad for everyone else as well. But Yeah, 100 emails a day and 80% of those emails are from businesses and therefore marketing emails. So let's take a nice easy maths example. So if people are getting 100 emails a day, that means 20 of them are from, say, contacts, friends and families. And the rest, another 80, is from businesses. So if you're going to be one of those businesses sending out emails, you need to make sure that you get through people's kind of deletion techniques uh, because I know sometimes I go into my email if I haven't looked at it for a while and there's just a huge stack of emails in there I quickly go through scan through and just delete the ones that I know either are going to try and sell me something and I want to read. Now the next one is email filters. Now email filters these are the things that kind of catch your email as they come in decide that it's actually something promotional and send it straight into people's spam or into their trash. Now these are getting more and more advanced and that means they're getting cleverer. So if you're sending a genuine email, then they should get through email filters. But there are ways to avoid making certain mistakes that will help you get past these filters and get into people's inboxes that I'll go through with in a minute. So why don't we use more email? Well, I believe it's down to a couple of things. First of all, time. While it takes very little time to actually write an email, I think as business owners, when we are nowhere sending it out to a large number of people. We kind of get really stuck in our head and we we try to craft this amazing, perfect email. And we really kind of obsess over, you know, what do we do? What do we say? What images do we put in there? You know, we write a draft and then we'll forget about it and come back to it later and we'll just kind of procrastinate over it. So email, when you're sending it out as a marketing email, does seem to take a lot of time to put together. Now, another thing is technology as well. I think we all know we can't just send out... 500 emails from our own email account. It will get stopped and blocked and, and we won't be able to do it. So you do need some sort of specialist software to do that. And people kind of get confused as to what software to use, what's the best one, why, why you should use one that you have to pay for versus some that seem to be free. And that kind of runs also into knowledge as well. You know, what should you be sending? How often should you be sending? What type of emails should you be sending? And then, of course, there's the word that seems to be uh, kind of ubiquitous to all of these uh, software systems that try to force you to call it a campaign. Now, I know when I sit down and I want to send a business email out to people, um, uh, when I sit down, I start to think, OK, I'm just sending an email out to people. But then suddenly I, I have to click on this word campaign within my uh, email software. And it becomes this huge, big thing that really I need to sit down and plan out and think about. And I think just having that word there makes us all Kind of shut down and 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 stop being creative and and take more time than it actually needs to, and basically all these things here lead to email overwhelm, and that just kind of paralyzes and stops us doing anything more. But the good news is is that I'm here with this podcast episode, and I'm going to help answer all these questions, hopefully clarify a few things for you. I'm going to show you how you can best use your time when it comes to email. I'm going to show you the technology that you need to use and how to use it to simplify your life and give you more time. And I'm also going to give you the knowledge of what to do and how to craft an email in the first place to, again, make your lives easier and save you time. But before we get into any of that, I just want to talk about accuracy. Now, there's no point at all in taking people's email addresses, asking them to fill in their email addresses on forms and things like that, if you're not going to make sure that you're being accurate whenever you save them in whatever kind of way, software, list, anything like that, that you save them in. You need to be making sure that when you take people's email addresses, you're taking them accurately. They're a valuable piece of information about your client. So I want you to take an extra few seconds, whenever you do collect someone's email address, whether they Uh, physically speak it to you and you type it into a computer, whether they write it on a form and then you type it into a computer or however you record your email addresses. I want you to just take an extra couple of seconds when you do so to make sure that you can read it or you've spelt it correctly if they've got an unusual name or you weren't 100% sure what they said. Just get them to really spell it out because it's super important. It'll take a couple of extra seconds, but those extra seconds could mean money further down the road. Now, another thing is people are getting increasingly wary about giving out their email address. They immediately want to know why you want it or something like that. So often an easy way around this is to make sure that people A, know why you're taking the email address and B, know that they're going to get something as well. Now, our next question I've got for you is, do you use any kind of software in your business? And I mean, any kind of software to help you run your business. So this might be management software or booking software, or even if you already have it, email software. Now, there is a difference between booking and management software. Now, you know, I come from a software background and this is kind of um, a bit of a thing with me. There's a lot of systems out there to help you manage your business, but there is a kind of a split between them. You have booking software which essentially will allow you to take bookings, usually create sort of basic client profiles, which will allow you to track obviously their name and email address and contact details, and usually the things that they have purchased and how often they've been in. But then at the other end, you've got something called management software. Now this does everything that your booking software can do, but it's also usually got things like Um, a till system built into it and links with the client profile. It's usually got marketing capabilities. It's usually got gift voucher management capabilities, even stock control capabilities. So it's a much more encompassing system and it actually helps you manage your business. Now, if you've got either of those, that's great because that's going to help us in this process. So some common questions I get when I'm talking about email addresses is where do you keep them? start with. How do you send emails out to people? And how do you actually, what's the best way to collect emails from people in the first place? Well, coming back to that software thing, there are two essential bits of software that I believe you should have when it comes to running a successful beauty business or salon. And the first is some kind of management software. Now, like I've said, the basic end, you've got the booking system type thing. But if you've got that, that's great. That's better than having nothing at all, because it does give you some sort of information and capability of storing client details. And then you've got email software. Now, management software, there's lots and lots and lots of them. A couple that I have come across a lot recently. You've obviously got Forest. You've got Baxas from New Zealand. You've got iSalon, Timely. Schedule, uh, spelt a funny way, is one that's kind of coming up a lot because it's free at the moment. Um, You've got Shortcuts. You've got Appointed, spelt with two Ds. Um, All of these systems, and they all do uh, varying elements of things, but they all do store clients' email addresses, which is what we're concerned about here. But these systems do a great job of booking people in and giving you some basic reports and things like that. But none of them are really good at sending out emails. They're good for sending out a particular type of emails, but they're not brilliant for marketing. What you really need in terms of email marketing is some actual email software. Now, there's two pieces of email software that come up a lot. The first is MailChimp. A lot of people have heard of MailChimp. I think it's for a couple of reasons. First of all, they were very, very good at marketing their product when they first came out. And the other thing is, as long as you don't need any kind of advanced features... And you have a relatively small list of people, something around about, I think, up to 1500 people on your email list, it is actually free to use, which is fantastic. And they've said it's going to be free to use forever um, at that sort of level. So that's a really, really great offer and, and way to use a system. And I do have to say, MailChimp, the one leading feature of it for me is it really does make it easy to create beautiful looking emails. And I have to say, I used MailChimp in my business for a long time. But there is another piece of software, there's a few other email systems, but there's another piece of software that I use now in place of MailChimp and it's called ActiveCampaign. Um, and the reason I switched over is because Active Campaign can do everything that MailChimp can do, but it has some better features in terms of being able to um, send certain emails out to certain segments of my client database which is something that is becoming increasingly important now rather than just sending one email out to everyone you know if you're a a, let's say a a want of a better word typical beauty salon and you do say hand and nail treatments and massages and facials Um, and waxing and things like that. You may have clients that come for just one of those types of treatments. So sending out an email to everyone all about waxing treatments may not be relevant to some of your clients in your business. So next up, I need you to understand that there are actually three types of email when it comes to sending out emails from your business. Number one is called transactional. And this is actually the email type that your management software or your booking software is generally really, really good for sending. And the reason it's called transactional is because it's triggered by something that your client does. Now, I'm going to ask you to have a think about this and see what you can come up with in a second. The next type is called relational, and this is where you're sending out Purely information-based emails. This is purely about helping people, um, offering some value and helping build your community. And the third type is called promotional. And this is kind of the email you really want to send. This is the one that's telling people about an offer you have or a new treatment or something that you'd like them to actually come in and uh, take up as an offer, which will generate you income. Now it's these second two types, relational and promotional, that is where your email software comes in. But first of all, let's look at transactional. What might be a transactional email? Now, have a little think about it. You can pause the podcast. Have a little think about this for two minutes. What do you think might be a transactional email? Okay, did you come up with anything? Well, as I said, a transactional email is something that is triggered by an activity that your clients actually do. So, for example, if they've had a, a booked an appointment with you, you might automatically send out an appointment confirmation via email. So that's something that they've, they've made a booking and that's triggered a confirmation being sent out. Now, based on that, again, you might send out also appointment reminders. So they may go out by email. Again, that's triggered because the client made a booking in the first place. You may also send out pre-visit information or terms and conditions because they made a booking via email. You may also, once they've had their treatment, you may send a receipt via email as well. And that's, again, something they've come in, they've had their treatment, they've paid you, and that's triggered you sending them out a receipt via email. Another thing is follow-up surveys. You know, they've had the treatment. A couple of days later, you want to make sure that everything's okay, so you send them up a follow-up survey. And then a few days after that, you might send another email asking them if they'd like to book their next appointment if they haven't already done so. So all of these things are triggered because someone booked an appointment, or actually came in for a treatment and and paid for something. So they're transactional. Now, some would say these aren't marketing emails because they're purely in response to your client doing something. But what you can do is you can put some sort of marketing type promotional uh, offer or piece of information on that email Um, just subtly at the bottom. You don't want to go over the top, but they're really useful because the, the number of people who click on these emails is much higher because they're expecting it. They know it's a booking that they've made, so they're actually more likely to click on and open this email than anything else. Now, one thing that I want you to understand that should be in every single email that you send out to your clients is you should have something called a call to action. Now, a call to action is basically something that you want your client to do because they read that email. And it doesn't have to be buy something. It can be something as subtle as read an article on your website. It can be something as subtle as have them think about um, their skincare routine at home. It can be anything you want, but every email you send should have a little message, a little um, click on this or think about this or do this or have you thought about this or go read this article, something that you want your client to do. Now, when it comes to relational emails, which is the second type of email, this is where you're purely sending out informational things to your client. So this is not selling, not promoting. It should still have some sort of call to action even if it's just to go and click on something and read an article. But all of the time, every time we get someone to click on something in our emails, it's building a relationship. It's it's you offering some value, your clients clicking on it, finding value from what they do, and each time they do that, it builds a little bit more trust between you and your client. Relational emails they can be things like useful information so guides and tips and things like that it can be fun stuff it can be funny pictures it could be event that you're putting on it could be any charity work that you're letting people know about it could be just a local interest piece about your community that may relate in some way to either your clients or to your business it could be a blog post that you've written. It could be your newsletter that you send out once a month. It could even be just funny, silly cat videos that you have found on YouTube if you think that's something that fits your brand and your clients might find funny. So it's not selling, but it should still have a purpose or a call to action as to why you're sending it, something you want your reader to do. So finally, we've got a promotional email. This is, like I say, it's the one that you actually kind of want to send out because it's the one that's going to bring people into your business or cause them to actually spend some money and do something. Now, this is often the easiest email for you to write because it's the one with the most direct call to action on it. But it's often the most difficult to actually get right. Now, this would include things like offers, products, sales, new treatments and services, things like that. So transactional emails are great because they kind of take care of themselves. All you need to do is write the template for them once and then based on however your clients actually act, you send out whatever transactional email makes more sense. And if you have email software or management software, a lot of the time this whole process can be automated. To find out if your email software or your management software can do this, just contact your suppliers and ask them the question, see if they can send out transactional based emails automatically. Now, from that point on, then it's relational and promotional that we're going to focus on here. So next, I just want to talk to you about your email database. Now, people, again, get a bit confused and freaked out when you start talking about databases. A database is basically just a list of names and information, usually names, addresses, telephone numbers, contact information, things like that. So if you think of a database just as a list, now you want to have on your management software, you want to have all of your clients. So people who have been in and had a treatment or purchased something from you, even if they haven't been in for a while. So your email, sorry, your management software should contain all of your clients' information. Now on your email software, you should have everyone. Now this includes your clients, both current and past clients, but it should also include anyone who's ever interacted with you at all. So If someone has inquired about a treatment, if you've met someone at a trade exhibition and you've taken their details, if you've put on an event and you've had people register for it, however you've got people's email addresses, as long as they've actually given them to you and therefore kind of given you permission to actually use and and contact them via that email address, anyone like that, including your clients, should be on your email software. Now, the problem these days, as I've already said, is people get tons and tons of emails every single day. So you can't just fling the same email out at everyone anymore. I mean, you can, absolutely, but you'll find that the number of open rates, the the number of email opens that you get is lower and the number of clicks you get is also much lower. What you need to do today is you need to use something called segmentation. And this is basically where you take your client list, your client database, and you apply some sort of criteria some sort of categorization to each of your clients and you send out emails based on those categorizations so it is literally just breaking up your database into different groups of people that we can target with these personalized emails now the problem when it came to mailchimp was mailchimp could absolutely do this but even though i'm quite technical and from a software background i found it quite long-winded and quite difficult to actually create these segmentations easily within MailChimp. So that's kind of where I started to question how usable MailChimp was as I was going forwards in my business. And that's actually when I came across the product called ActiveCampaign. Now, I looked at a few different email systems. Um, I spoke to some friends of mine who used these different systems to get kind of their feedback on what was good and what was bad. An active campaign was one that a few people mentioned. And when I looked at it, I liked how simple it was. I liked the features of it. And the interesting thing at the time was that even though I use MailChimp, and to a lot of people, MailChimp is free, I did actually have quite a large list of people. So I was actually paying for MailChimp at the time. And what I found interesting was when I switched over to Active Campaign, because of the way Active Campaign categorizes people, I was actually spending less money on ActiveCampaign than I was on MailChimp. And ActiveCampaign makes it way more easier to segment people and it's more powerful in terms of automating emails and things like that. So while I'm not kind of putting out a big advert there for ActiveCampaign, there are lots of other systems available. But if you were looking to kind of up-level your email marketing and you wanted to sort of start with a product that you can really grow with, I would definitely advise you to have a look at ActiveCampaign. Now a couple more stats for you as we go on. So segmented email campaigns. So even if it's really simple, even if it's just splitting your client list into two or three different categories, but segmented email campaigns deliver a 15% increase in open rates and a 100% increase in click-through rates when you compare them to non-segmented emails. Basically, what that means there is by simply categorizing our clients really simply and then sending out emails to our segments of clients in our database, we can actually increase the number of people who open our emails and increase the people who click on our emails by quite a lot just by doing a small amount of work. So how do you segment your email list? Well, you can segment them in pretty much any way that you want, but the most common ones and the most obvious ones that make sense in our industry are based on the following criteria. Now, first of all, you've got journey. Now, this is essentially the client journey or how clients become, go from just members of the public to being your clients. So you could segment your list into people who've inquired but are not yet clients, current clients and past clients. Now straight away that's three easy segments and you can probably imagine how you would communicate with those different people in different ways. Now another one is interest. Again if you've got different treatment types that you perform in your business um, you could tag people in your email database with the particular type of treatment they're interested in, and send out emails based on those interest levels. Another one is location. So if you've got people based in different locations that come to you, you can send out different emails based on that. You've got spend levels. So if people come in and spend smaller amounts of money, you can target them with those kind of lower price offers. If you've got people who regularly come in and spend much larger amounts of money, you can target them with the much bigger offers and the more package-based offers and things like that. Now other ones I've seen before, certainly in obviously the if you've got a hair element to your salon so you've got hair salon as part of your beauty salon, you could track people by hair color and give advice based on people with different hair colors or different types of hair as well. And I have actually seen a quite a successful one from one of my clients uh, who segmented people by pet owners um, and whether they own cats or dogs or fish or no pets at all. And they just used that as a fun way occasionally, sometimes a year to send them a bit of fun information that didn't necessarily apply to the, the business directly, but it just showed that they had a bit of a sense of humor and that they knew a bit more about their clients. And it, so it still fit that segmenting that knowing about your clients and showing that you actually value them. Now, I'm going to advise you to segment your list in two different ways to give you some real flexibility. So, for example, you might choose to segment people by their journey and also by their interest. But I'm going to insist that you segment them by at least one. And if you're going to do just one, then I think journey makes the most sense. So you can categorize these in different ways, but the most common way to do this is by using warm, existing and lapsed. So a, a warm client, for example, would be someone who's interacted with you in some way. So they have maybe um, asked for a price list and you have taken their email address or they've inquired about booking a treatment, but not actually booked and come in for it yet. So there's someone who knows about you, but uh, hasn't yet actually become a client. Then you've got existing clients. These are people who are currently coming to you, currently having treatments, uh, having services, things like that. And then you've got lapsed clients. These are people who have been to you for a treatment, but you've determined that they've not been back for a certain period of time and you've maybe tagged them as lapsed or past clients. And the basic rule of thumb is when you're sending out emails, you can actually send out pretty much the same email, but just have a couple of lines in there that are different to each type of client just so it speaks a bit more directly to their journey so for example you wouldn't say to a uh, a warm client who hasn't actually become a client yet something like um, hey it was great to see you when you came into the salon recently because it just doesn't ring true and it just shows that you don't know that particular type of client and that you are just sending out a blanket email to everyone Now, when it comes to segmenting, you don't need to worry about segmentation for your transactional emails because these kind of take care of themselves. They just send themselves out, hopefully automatically to your clients. Now, relational and promotional are the ones that we need to use our savvy segmentation skills on. And one way to make this whole process much easier and save you a ton of time is to use an email calendar or an email marketing planner. And this is gonna just make things so much easier for you. Now this is part of the free download that's available with this episode if you go to the show notes page. You'll be able to see something I've called the sending matrix and this is essentially a simplified email marketing plan and I'll try and talk you through it here but do go and have a look at the download as well and essentially it segments your clients into warm existing and lapsed and then it works over a three-month period and it shows in month one that you need to send out For example, one relational and one promotional email to your warm clients. In that same month, you want to send just one relational email to your existing clients. And to your lapsed clients, you really want to do your best to try and get them back in. So you send them one really awesome promotional email offer. Now then in month two to your warm clients, because your focus with warm clients is to turn them into existing clients. So you can send them a few more emails. So again, in month two, you send them one relational and one promotional email. In that second month to your existing clients, you just send them a relational email, so with a bit more information, but with a subtle offer at the end of it to just see if you can actually generate some more business from them. And to the lapsed clients, because you sent them a big offer last month, you don't just want to seem to be sending them offers, so this time you send them a relational email. And then in month three, again, to your warm clients, you send your relational and your promotional ones to your existing clients. Now, this time you hit them with a big promotion and your lapsed clients. This time you send them a relational one with an offer. Now, if you look at this sending matrix, when you download it, you'll see that um, altogether, it looks like there's quite a lot of emails to send out here. And I've told you that I'm going to help you save time rather than just creating you a load of email work. But what's interesting is it looks like there's 12 separate emails to send there, but there's actually just seven because what you do is you reuse some of the emails. And for example, the relational email that you send to your warm clients in month one, you can actually use most of that email in month two to send to your lapse clients as your relational email in there. Makes a lot more sense when you see it on paper. But what I'm trying to show you here is with a calendar, with a plan, you can actually take what looks like a lot of email work and actually boil that down into just a few emails. Now, what I'd like you to do is a bit of a practical. Now, if you're just listening to this podcast the first time, then absolutely carry on listening and listen to the rest of it so you see what's happening. But if you're listening to this for the second time, what I want you to do now is based on the information that we've just gone through, I want you to take a few minutes and I want you to use the sending matrix and the uh, downloadable calendar that I've included in there as well. And I want you to create yourself an an email calendar, a simple email marketing calendar for the rest of this year. Okay. Go ahead and do that now. Click pause. So hopefully you've done that and you've had a bit of a think about what um, time of the year it was and things like that. And that can often help you with any offers that you're putting out there. So for example, if we're heading into winter as we are when I'm recording this podcast. um, You know, you might be looking at uh, the change in season and how that's going to affect the treatments that people want uh, to have. And you can base your offers around those treatments. Do you remember that marketing is based on thinking about your business in terms of what your customer needs and meeting that need to their satisfaction? So think about what they're thinking about and what they're wanting from your business at this time of year and make that the focus of your emails so that you're already kind of talking to them Um, and, and almost reading their minds a little bit because that's what they're thinking about. Now, having done that simplified calendar, what I want you to do now is I want you to see, is it possible for you to start putting any of that in place? Come to a point in this podcast episode now where we've been going for about 40 minutes. And that's kind of the length that I wanted to keep this podcast episode to. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to stop that there. Hopefully I've given you a lot of information to think about in terms of emails. So what you can do between this week and next week is go away, have a look at what software you use, have a look at what emails you're already sending, and have a look at at some of the recommendations of the email software if you don't already have software in place. So do a bit of research and then next week what we're going to do is we're going to take that basic calendar for the next few months and we're actually going to turn that into a calendar for the entire next year and I'll show you how to do that really really simply. So for this week I'll say bye for now and the next week's episode will pick up exactly from where we leave off today. Okay, so thanks very much for listening to that. I hope you found some fantastic value in there. Now, just quickly, if you've enjoyed this episode today, if it's piqued your interest in using your email to help grow your business and to save you time, then please, pop over to iTunes, look up the podcast page and leave me an honest rating and review. It helps me to know that I'm producing useful and insightful episodes. And I believe it helps other independent beauty business owners to find the podcast and to benefit from it too. So I'll be back in a week. I hope you'll join me. Have a fantastic time until then. Bye for now.